Well, I'm thankful to be here today and do give honor to your pastor. You can be seated while we make some opening remarks here. Just wanted to um, give them special honor today, our friends, uh, Brother and Sister Buford and their kindness to us. Thank you for the hospitality and uh, helping us out and uh, inviting us to come and, and minister. And uh, Brother Lee picking me up at the airport, just taking me to QT, my word, revival. When you lived in St. Louis area, you got to have some QT when you come back. Praise God. Well, I can't get a witness in the house, but that's true anyhow. Praise God. But uh, Brother Lowe and Brother Perryman, Brother Harpole, all those that are ministers here in this church, we give honor to you today. Thank you for your ministry, your labor. And uh, what a wonderful spirit of worship is here this morning. Amen. The music has been wonderful, the singing and, and just everything that's happened here today. You know, when we come into the presence of God... Uh, the Lord has something He wants to do. Every service, every time we come together, every time we come together as the body of Christ, we come with a purpose to entertain His presence, but also to be used by God. Amen. And the Lord knows what we need today, and I want to be used by Him. And uh, just let the Lord use me. Amen. Good to see Sister Carrie here today, all the way from Indiana. My word. Revivalist, traveling missionary. Thank God for her and her ministry. You know, when I was a boy, there were times that my siblings, and I'm the second of nine kids. I'm sure I've talked about my family here before, but there were times when we would get into fights and we'd be carrying on. How many from big families here? Let me see your hands. All right. Okay. So you know what this is all about. You're kind of something you're just kind of enjoying the day and all of a sudden somebody takes somebody's Legos or or steps across the imaginary line in the room or um, might disagree with you on something very, very important, like how old they are or something like that, you know, and and uh, all of a sudden it's like there's a war, there's a battle and, and there's wrestling and there's shoving and there's throwing things and and then my dad would come in the room now when you when when my dad was self-employed he worked at our house we had a three-story building go figure seemed like a fortress all the time but my dad's workshop was up in the attic and he did signs and vinyl graphics and decals He's a great artist and he would if if my dad stepped into the room you knew something was going to happen now my mom's a strong lady as you can imagine raising nine kids uh you know my older brother was born in 1982 or 1980 i was born in 82 84 and 86 and the seven year gap and five more so i'm 18 years older than my youngest brother but uh, that's a lot of work any moms you say amen to that and we appreciate that and i honor my parents for that but there were times when my dad would step into the room. And I remember one time, my brother Sam, we were getting ready to go to church. And there was a rule in our house that you just didn't hit mom. How many of you had that rule in your house? That's a good rule to have. And I remember one day that my brother Sam hit my mom. We were late for church that day.
my brother Sam got a good talking to and more than that I'm sure in the garage and when he came out my brother Sam never hit my mom again praise God but when my dad came into the room I can remember times when he would come in and, and at, I never understood why my dad at the kitchen table he'd always say I just want some peace around here I just want some peace around here and I'm singing and carrying on telling jokes and my brothers they're horsing around and I just want some peace around. So when my dad came into the room, he wanted peace, and he wanted it now. And sometimes he would take the wooden stick of correction and begin to just release the anointing of discipline upon all of us that were there. Praise God. And sure enough, somebody would be getting ready to be the, get the spanking of their life and his little voice would pipe up. Maybe David, little David, he always wanted to be a cowboy. He'd say, Dad. I don't know. what I, At eight years old, I don't know what he sounded like, but he'd say, Dad, don't spank Sam. He didn't do anything. It was Ben. All right. You know, he'd get a spanking. Praise God. But you know what? Sam always had a look of rest on his face. Why? Because somebody stood up for him. You know, I, I want to talk today about something, and I'm going to get into some scriptures here in a little bit, but I want to just kind of lay a foundation that we live in a day and time where we need people who will stand up for others. It's the voice of that intercessor that I want to talk about that can bring a change into a situation that there can be judgment that's coming there can be uh, uh, something that's getting ready to happen to that person and somebody steps in and says hold on just a minute please don't do this please have mercy it's the voice of the intercessor you know we have enough people in life and I'm sure you could name a few people that like to meddle and accuse people that like to point fingers, people that like to say it's their fault, it's this is wrong, and can point out the negative. But I think in this day we need people that will, are willing to stand up and say, I, I want to make a difference in this world. I want to make a difference in the world that I live in. I, I want to be somebody who can cry out on behalf of another person. Praise God. Our world needs somebody to intercede. We have 6,000 people every day that are dying in the United States. There's a lot of people in this world that are seeking. How many of us know people at our jobs, at where we work, and our family that are saying, you know what, I just need some hope. I wish that I could start all over again. How many of us have talked to that person that said, my life is a mess right now. I just can't seem to get over this. I'm having trouble in my marriage. I'm having trouble with my family. I I'm, I'm can't get over the loss of a loved one. There's so many things that are happening in our world. Over the last 10 years, the death rate from drug overdoses has risen from 35,000 a year to over 70,000 a year. Why? Because people are trying to fill the void that is in their heart. Folks, it's time for us to cry out. It's time for the church to cry out. It's time for somebody that will take it upon themselves and say, God, I want to stand for someone else. 
It was Job in the Bible that offered sacrifices for his children. Job 1 and 5 says, It was so that when the days of his children's feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. The Bible gives us an example of a man who cried out for his children. I believe that God is raising up parents in this last day, grandparents that will cry out for their families. You know, we live in a world that's trying to separate families, trying to bring division in our media, in our culture. We have uh, the separation of our homes and trying to build walls between our families. But there needs to be somebody that will say, God, would you touch my children? God, would you keep your hands on my kids? God, would you protect them and be with them? I think of my grandfather so many times in the mornings, and I so much like Job. In fact, we, at Thanksgiving this year, we were talking about it. And I have a family member that has been backslid for, for over a decade, and he's recently come back to the Lord. And he was talking about my grandfather and how in the mornings, if you went over to Grandma and Grandpa's house and you stayed with them, every morning you would hear my grandfather kneeling down by his chair in the living room and reading his Bible and praying. And he would pray and he was taught by S.G. Norris. Anybody ever heard of S.G. Norris? Old ABI president for many years. And, and Brother Norris used to pray and I remember hearing my grandfather pray and, and we were talking about it, how he would call out the names of his children. And he would pray like this. He'd say, oh God, bless my children. Oh God, touch my grandchildren. And I remember being there hearing that and hearing as he would go down the list and knowing that my name was next. I was always at the top because I was the second oldest. But he said, oh, God, I pray for Ben. And, oh, God, I pray for Jacob. I pray that you would touch him. I pray that you would help him and strengthen him and be with him and on down the line for all of his grandchildren. And I remember one of my family members, this one that had been backslid for many years and come home, we're talking about how my grandfather had passed away a few years ago. He said, I wonder who's going to pray for us. I wonder who it is that's going to stand in the gap for us. Folks, we need somebody that will say, God, let me be that one that will stand in between heaven and hell for my family. Praise God. Lift a hand to the Lord. Say, God, let that be me. Lord, let that be me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It was Abraham that interceded for a city and his nephew. In Genesis 18, the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. You know that cities can cry out to God. Did you know that? And then that cry has come to me, that cry of, of wickedness, that cry of groaning, uh, that we just don't know how much more we can take. And the Bible said that these men, these angelic men that had come to visit Abraham, turned their faces and went towards Sodom. But the Bible said that Abraham stood before the Lord, verse 22 of Genesis 18. And Abraham drew near and said, God, will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked. There was a cry from the city that went up, but in the other side 
there was a cry from a man. There was a cry from a man, a godly man. A man that said, I'm going to stand up before God for this city. Folks, we need somebody that will cry out for this city. We need somebody that will cry out for the people of God, that will cry out for those that are in need. Praise God. I thank the Lord. It was, and, and I may have shared this with you already, but when I was hearing my grandmother talk about their church that was established in St. James, Minnesota, she said it was a man named Andrew Bar David Urshan that began to walk the streets of that city. He was praying, just seeking after God walking the streets and he met some of my family members they invited him to come into their house and he began to preach the apostolic message to them and that is why I'm here today because somebody began to intercede for a city I wonder if some of us today that God would put something on our hearts maybe it's a, a housing complex or maybe it's uh, an apartment area or or, or uh, a little a village area somewhere in this place in this metro area that God would put something on our hearts to say Lord I want to see you work in this city God I want to see you move in this place aren't you thankful somebody prayed for you aren't you thankful somebody said I want to go to that city because there's somebody there that needs to be saved we're all a testimony of that aren't we that somebody responded to the call let's thank the Lord for that today Let's thank God for that today. Praise God. Praise God. I don't think there's a shortage of godly people, especially in this particular church. And we obviously we know there's a shortage of people in the kingdom of God. That's why the Lord is raising people up. But you know what? God is raising people up in this congregation right now. Praise God. And God's going to use us. God's going to use the people in this church. You say, well, I can't be used. You don't know my story. You don't know my background. You know, like Charlie Mahaney said, Hallelujah, I was so ugly growing up. Went into a haunted house and came out with an application. Hallelujah. They, they called me, I was, my, you know, I was a red-headed stepchild. Didn't have any hair on my head, but I had a red head. Hallelujah. Anyway, you, some of you may understand that. Praise God. Folks, some of us look at ourselves. We say, not me, Lord. Use somebody else. But you know what? I believe the Lord is laying His hand on people. God's Spirit is moving on people and saying, I want to use you. Oh, maybe you can't pray like somebody else. Maybe you don't fast till your belly button falls off, but you can fast a meal. You can fast a couple meals. You can, you can do what you can do for God. You can be used by Him. And maybe you've never prayed for four hours and done the four-hour midnight shift. Maybe you fall asleep like I do sometimes. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah praise God but you know what you can you can hear the voice of the spirit and you can say God okay you're talking to me right now I'm going to take some time and pray and seek after you and ask you for what you want to do folks we need to say God let me stand in the gap let me be used by you let me have your heart beat in your passion praise God praise God you know what, I, I hear so many times over and over people that I talk to in the church, they say, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. You ever felt that way? You're praying, you feel like you get to the end of your prayers. You feel like you get to the, to the end of it and you say, well, what else do I say? What else do I pray? The Bible says that it is the Spirit 
that often makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I thank God that we can be a people of the Spirit. We can be a people that when we don't know what to pray, that we can allow the Spirit of God to flow through us. Praise God. Praise God. How many know what that's all about? How many have experienced that, the Spirit of God flowing through you? Praise God. I believe the Lord wants to use us in the gifts of the Spirit, in tongues and interpretation, in, in prophetic utterances. I believe that God wants to use the people in this church to see things happen in this day, to see signs and wonders and miracles happen. Praise God. And it's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. You're going to see it happen. Praise God. But God is looking for somebody that will stand and cry out. Why does God have people like that? Here's why. Because God cares about His people. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God cares about you. Come on, tell him. Say, God cares about you. God loves you. You know, we don't hear that enough, do we? You know, we hear, well, you're, if you're this political affiliation, then you're a bad person. If you're this uh, way of thinking, then you're, no, you're just no good. You're worthless. And there's this constant tension. If you believe this, then that. If you, you know what we need? We need in this last day to get the mind of Christ that says, I am complete in Him. I am worthwhile. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. We need to get it in our hearts and our minds that when the blood of Jesus has covered my life, that I become a child of the King. I have access to the riches of glory. I am a somebody in in the kingdom of God. Too many times we underestimate the power of one voice that can stand before God. It was the Lord in Ezekiel 22. He was getting ready to bring judgment upon the nation of Israel. And the Bible said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. He said, but I found none. God was getting ready to bring judgment upon the land of Israel so that every stone would not be would be un, overturned in that city so that everything would be destroyed he was going to level it he was going to completely wipe it out he said but i sought for just one i sought for one voice that was crying out. I wonder what God is looking at in our families, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces, that God is saying, I'm looking for just one person, just one man or one woman that can stand in the gap. Praise God. Folks, don't underestimate the power that is in your tongue. Don't downplay the importance of one intercessor. It is just one person that can make the difference in somebody's life. Let's lift a hand and thank the Lord for that today. Come on, just thank Him for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me, that responsibility. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Praise God. Praise God. The power of one voice. There's a man named Joel Ellingson. He was out doing outreach and knocked on the door there was an immigrant that came to the door his name was Fernando he said sir I'm out teaching Bible studies I wanted to know if you'd be interested Fernando said no he said I'm not interested he said but I got a brother back here that's into that stuff and he called Juan out 
And he said, Juan, can I teach you a Bible study? Sure. So they started doing a Bible study. And Juan was saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And Juan, his last name is Tapia. That's my dad. He was saved because of one man that said, I want to be a voice for you. Praise God. You know what? I'm, I want to just encourage somebody today. God's reaching for you. Somebody, you may have come in here today. You, you're wondering, does anybody care about me? I want you to know as loud as the music is downstairs that God cares about you. Praise God. That's confirmation. You know what? We need to encourage people sometimes that God knows what you're going through. You know what? It was a man by the name of Joseph that was wrestling with some things in his life, in his heart. He was wrestling. Should I take this girl, Mary? You know, all of a sudden, she's pregnant. This is terrible. And as Donald Trump would say, this is a huge problem. It's huge. How big is it? Huge. Okay, there you go. And you know what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. As Obama said, let me tell you something. You're done. I'm sorry. No, anyway. Uh, it's, it's over. <laughs> no. Joseph was struggling, wasn't he? He had a problem. What was he going to do? How was he going to handle this? And you know what? The Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Joseph. I believe that God is coming into people's lives. God is interrupting their arguments in their minds. What am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to fix this? You know what? God is getting ready to speak a word into somebody's life. I know where you are. I know what you're going through. And I have an answer for you. Praise God. I want us to stand right now. Let's stand to our feet. God's going to use somebody here today to speak a word of encouragement into somebody's life. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to turn this whole place into a house of prayer right now. Some of you are intercessors in this church, and God is getting ready to use some of you, and, and you're, you're feeling that. Even as I've been talking, you've been feeling a stirring inside of your spirit. You know what that's like? It's, it's like when you have a deep love for someone. That's where it starts. It's motivated by love. And here's what I want us to do. I want us to, we're going to get in groups today. Is that all right? Now it's a little different. This is a little different Sunday. And I, are we all, my clocks were all right. Okay. I says 12.10. I got to hurry up here. But I'm on Indiana time. Praise God. I got another two hours. Praise the Lord. I heard that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know what? I believe God wants to move here today. And we've come into this place. Some of us have needs in our lives that only God has the answer for. And this is the body of Christ. I'm looking at people that know the Spirit, people that have been changed by the power of God. And I want us to begin to bind together. Would you do that with me? Let's just get in maybe groups of four or five people, men to men, ladies to ladies. I want us to get together as they begin to play a little bit of music for us. I want us to just get together in groups today. And we're maybe not going to stay in these groups. We may move around a little bit during this, during this time of prayer. But I want us to find somebody. Can we do that? Come on, I know this is out of the ordinary. It's a little weird, I know. But the Holy Ghost is getting ready to move. Is that all right? Thank you. I see some ladies in the back. Thank you for gathering around. You want to put your arm around their shoulder, take them by the hand, whatever you feel comfortable. Come on, let's get together in groups today.